Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, August 20th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri elections officials are trying to get the word out about absentee and mail-in voting, including what to do if a voter thinks it's too late to mail-in ballots. If it's a early vote by mail ballot, you can take that to the polling place, surrender it to the election judges, they'll give you a new ballot, and you can go ahead and vote election day. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on ways Missouri voters can be sure absentee or mail-in ballots are counted. The Food and Drug Administration has given emergency use authorization for a COVID-19 test developed at the University of Illinois. The state's governor calls it a game-changer. Sean Crawford reports. Getting more people tested for the virus has been a goal for months, but it's expensive and takes time. The U of I's test is faster, cheaper, and less invasive as it requires a saliva sample. Students, faculty, and staff are now being tested with classes getting ready to resume. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the FDA decision means use of the test could expand soon. We're already working to deploy this to more public universities across the state over the next weeks and months and exploring rolling this out to do testing for K-12 schools and even more testing at our long-term care facilities as well. Pritzker says the University of Illinois is a national player in the effort to control the virus, but while touting the announcement, he says people must still take precautions, such as social distancing, wearing a mask, and frequent hand washing. I'm Sean Crawford. St. Louis University says out of more than 3,000 students tested last week for coronavirus, 22 were positive. That works out to less than 1%. President Fred Pistello told students in an email this week that those results are a sign the university is taking necessary precautions. Those who tested positive have returned home or are quarantined on campus. But students like Elon Pita are worried. He says some are not following SLU's safety restrictions. It really all rides on the students, and I would say maybe the administration was optimistic about that, but not many other people that I've talked to have been. Contract tracers are alerting students and staff at SLU who may have been exposed. Webster University begins a new school year Monday with new protocols and leaders in place at its Title IX office. The university reached an agreement with the Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights to update its sexual harassment investigation process. That's after then-student Tamson Reed complained that the university had mishandled sexual harassment allegations she made about a professor. Reed says she is heartened by the outcome, but worries the university might not follow through. I'm not sure that, like, Webster is going to continuously keep up. I do think it's one of those things that, like, unfortunately, the student body, I think, still needs to speak out if things are going wrong. A university representative says all the federally required changes are in place. The Office for Civil Rights is still monitoring the school to make sure it complies. Scientists at Washington University have developed a way to transform ordinary bricks into energy storage units. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, the technology could provide a new way for homes to store renewable energy. 
Bricks get their red color from iron oxide, basically rust. The WashU team pumped certain gases inside bricks, which reacted with this rust to form a network of microscopic plastic fibers. Those fibers conduct and store electricity, meaning the brick itself can power an LED light. Julio Darcy is an assistant professor of chemistry at WashU and study co-author. I love the idea of adding value to things that are inexpensive things that are affordable, things that we kind of take for granted. He says they're working to increase the amount of energy the bricks can hold so they can power larger electronics. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Amid national concern about the ability of the U.S. Postal Service to handle an expected increase in non-traditional voting, Missourians have been asking if their absentee or mail-in ballots will be received in time to count. The answer, as St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum explains, is likely yes, especially if people take advice from election officials and advocates. First, let's get something really important out of the way. In Missouri, there is a difference between absentee ballots and mail-in ballots. For the rest of this story, I'll be using the term absentee ballots to describe voting either through the mail or in person early with a specific excuse. And I'll be saying mail-in voting to talk about ballots that can be requested for any reason, but must be sent back to a county clerk or board of elections through the mail and must be notarized. Now, someone who will be out of town on election day can get an absentee ballot, but they must get it notarized if they send it through the mail. They can also cast their absentee ballot between September 22nd and November 2nd at a county clerk or board of elections office. But you don't need to get your absentee ballot that you send through the mail notarized if you are ill or incapacitated or if you had COVID-19 or are susceptible to the virus. That includes anyone who is 65 or older. And as St. Charles County Elections Director Kurt Barr explained, elections officials are not going to ask voters for proof that they have underlying health conditions listed under that excuse. Hopefully, you know, people are honest when they request, but, you know, I can't, you know, I I can't say, well, you know, show me your, you know, your insulin so that you prove you have diabetes or, you know, show me, you know, you know, prove to me you have cancer and your email compromised. I mean, I, I can't ask those questions. You don't have to provide any sort of reason to get a mail-in ballot. But the thing that you must remember is that you can only send a mail-in ballot back to your election authority through the U.S. Postal Service. You can't drop it off in person. And as Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft pointed out, you can't put it in an election drop box. I'm going to have 88 ballot boxes that I got to find a place to store because an absentee ballot could go in that box, but a mail-in ballot can only return, be returned by U.S. mail. The other important thing to know about mail-in ballots is they require a notary, which was a big source of contention when lawmakers crafted the program earlier this year. Democratic State Representative Kevin Windham Jr. ended up voting for the bill that created the mail-in voting program, but the Hillsdale Democrat says the situation is not ideal. When we're in a global pandemic and trying to avoid human contact as much as possible, uh, it it seems more than a little bit counterproductive to have someone go to a notary public and have that notary public even be at risk 
of contracting COVID-19 and being a super spreader. Some Democrats are discouraging people from getting the mail-in ballot option and are instead advocating that people who qualify get absentee ballots for excuses that don't require notarization and don't have to be sent through the mail. Election officials say voters should apply for an absentee or mail-in ballot right now, even though you won't get your ballot in the mail until after September 22nd. If you send your ballot back soon after you get it, it should arrive at your county election authority with more than enough time to spare. The Postal Service has said that Missouri voters should send their ballots out by October 27th if they want to make sure it arrives in time to count, which in Missouri is 7 p.m. on Election Day. Barr says there's safeguards in place if you waited too long to send your absentee or mail-in ballot to your election authority. By the way, when Barr uses the term consanguinity in this clip, it means a certain relative can drop off your ballot. If it's an absentee ballot, then either yourself or somebody within the second degree of consanguinity can drop it off at a polling location. It'll be delivered to our office election night, and we will count it election night. In Missouri, your spouse, child, parent, or sibling can drop off your absentee ballot. Okay, here's what Barr has to say about mail-in ballots. If it's a early vote by mail ballot, you can take that to the polling place, surrender it to the election judges, they will give you a new ballot, and you can go ahead and vote election day. So yes, voting early either by mail or in person is complicated in Missouri. But to simplify things, if you don't want to vote early through the mail, then either vote absentee at your local election authority or drop your completed absentee ballot off to your county clerk or board of elections. And if you want to send your absentee or mail-in ballot through the mail, apply right now and send it back as soon as you get it. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.